Now, Audrey is on 46.19.95. Hi, Audrey. How are you doing? Hi, Joe. How are you? So you're a mum. We've been asking people over the last 24 hours or so how people have been getting on with going back to school, going back to childcare and all of this. So what has been the experience in your family? Now, I have four kids, all at different stages, one in secondary, three in primary. Never really had any problems with the back-to-school procedures until kind of yesterday. My youngest is in seniors, and he is literally frozen in the classroom. He would never complain. He's a sturdy little guy, came out of school, saying he had a pain up the back of his head yesterday because the window was wide open beside him all day, and it was quite cold yesterday. Now... He'd be never one to complain and I would never, I'm not the type to complain, but he is prone to colds and flus and the last thing in at the current time you want them is to get that on top of a possible COVID as well, you know, and I did speak with the teacher and they've been told to keep the windows wide open, you know, because of the high numbers and case incidents at the minute. And I just feel it's, it, you know, I don't know what the answer is because you feel for the teachers and the schools because they're trying to do their best. But as parents as well, you're sending your kids in to sit for six hours with a breeze blowing at the back of their heads and the doors open and they're frozen. And it's just, it's a crazy situation, Joe, at the minute. And your fellow's six, is that right? He's just turned six, yeah. He's in seniors. And what about the other kids then? Now, the other two are, they're in primary as well. They're fine, but the same thing. They're sitting in school with their jackets on all day. They have the sense to keep them on. So kind of the solution to my smaller guy was to keep his coat on today in school with the hood up so that the breeze wasn't getting the back of his head. And the same kind of stories coming from the secondary school girls, my son is in secondary and the same situation there they're they're actually bringing hot water bottles into school and that's since before Christmas to try and keep warm. Right. Uh, We're talking to Audrey. Um, The thing is that December was remarkably mild. You remember chatting about it on the show a bit so it's obvious now that we're into that colder spell over the last few days that people are really feeling it. This is it. And you have to feel for the teachers that one of the teachers was in thermals, hat and jacket on in the classroom. You know, it's it's not an ideal learning environment for both the kids and the teachers and the schools are in a terrible position, you know, with the restri- with the kind of advice from the government to keep the windows open, keep the airflow going through the classroom. Mm. But if you're freezing and you're cold, I, it's not a learning environment for any child. Yeah, uh, it was a, a brilliant letter written by a student of Arts School of in Corbally to uh, the Minister for Education, Norma Foley, this week. And mm-hmm. one of the points that she made in it was, you know, please stop saying to politicians in general, you know, schools are entirely safe, entirely safe, you know, education must continue until you've tried nine hours in the cold, freezing. Hey. You said it there, like, if you thought he's, he's, he's finished early, he finishes at half one. But to sit beside an open window for six hours, anybody, in this weather, I just think it's absolutely crazy. And he's just unfortunate. He's the one in the class when they move the pods this time around. He's beside the window. So it's been okay so far. As you said, we were very lucky with December being mild. But, 
you know, going forward for the next month, January, February, it's going to be really cold and it's not an ideal situation. And you don't, you just, you just don't want them getting sick at the moment. You know, you really don't. No, you don't, because obviously anything that, you know, appears to be COVID-like creates all sorts of issues, doesn't it? Of course it does. Yeah. Yeah. And, And tell me, in the schools where your kids are going, were there other issues? Were there teacher absences? Were there students who didn't turn up? There's a number of teachers out in, in my kids' who I think there's over 15 teachers out in the primary and there's about 10 or 15 out in the secondary. Now it's a big school, so they have, they're lucky they have the resource teachers to fill in places and substitute teachers. But like as one teacher commented to me today, how that's going to work going forward if everyone is going to be sick and everyone's going to be out. You know, there's only a limited amount of resource and kind of substitute teachers available. So they're like there's definitely going to be closed, you know, closages mm. at some stage along the line. Well, I mean, that's it. You know, and under the close contact rules, that even mm-hmm. if someone is treble vaxxed, you know, has the booster as well and isn't yeah. showing symptoms and does the antigen tests, you're still talking about five days of restricted movements if someone in the house is positive. I mean, that, you know, that, that keeps happening. And, and if it keeps happening over the next couple of weeks, and obviously schools going back now is the next big question. Yes. You know, we saw stats yesterday for the second six months of last year showing that there were a lot of cases in schools uh, still contested by government. You know, is it as safe? Mm-hmm. Did we ever say it was really safe? Did we say it was safer? I mean, we won't get into that debate. But the bottom yes. line is you would expect, unfortunately, more cases because still the 5 to 11-year-olds are largely unvaccinated. That's, you know, that's the biggest cohort that aren't vaccinated. And I know with a lot of parents, Joe, it's like, I totally agree. They need to be back at school. They need the routine. I would hate the thoughts of having to go back to homeschooling for them ever again. But, you know, it's every family is different. And I suppose I'm extra cautious as I have a vulnerable partner. And it's not just like a lighthearted kind of, you know, there's a lot of people saying they're high risk. We have a serious condition in our house and it ha- like he under no com- circumstance can contact COVID. So we're extra cautious. You know, and I suppose if it doesn't affect you in that way, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, leave them out, you know, leave them into school. They'll be fine. You know, but I just can't afford to bring it into my house. And it's the last thing we need as a family, yeah. you know, and you feel you're overreacting, wanting to keep them out of school or requesting, you know, to be notified if there is any cases, just because there is no contract tracing in schools either at the minute. So if you get the ping on it on the phone to say there's a case in your child's class and you're wondering, oh God, is it someone they're near or not near? You know, it's it's very stressful and it's very worrying mm, for, yes. for a lot of parents who are in our situation. And then there's other parents, you know, they're lucky and I envy them that they don't have to worry about it. And, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's a daily basis of what you're going to do, really. Okay, Audrey. Well, listen, thank you very much for talking to us this morning about your own family's situation, and we wish you luck. Your views, your news, your Limerick today with Joe Nash on Live 95.